Welcome to the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 202. On this episode, we're learning about chefing. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us today on the Edible Valley podcast. I've got Chefany to my one side, Chef John to the other side, and I'm Darren Howlett. Let's get into it. Yes, we're going to learn about Stephanie. Sure. Stephanie, so excited to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. Well, we haven't actually had the opportunity to have a, a chef in with us for a while. Okay, so. good. <laughs> yeah, this got, this got John excited. We, yes. He's been, he's been dying to have a chef on, on the show for a while. I just love talking <laughs> to other cooks and people who, you know. It's just part of who we are that's, that's our life we talk about food <laughs> yeah we want to talk a little bit about your business so yeah. you offer uh, event services for all different sizes as well as you have um a food cart that you've got going that's correct and you're also working on uh weekly to-go meals as well yeah so on that last part the weekly meals to go mm -hmm. that's really kind of like um, just kind of my last venture here, like obviously with COVID and yeah. the way things have been going and uh, the way that people are switching to, you know, maybe not eating out so much. I thought that this would be a good, you know, niche or it's not so much a niche. I mean, yeah. there's other people doing it in the valley. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just felt like the need was there. And this is really something that I'm like kind of moving towards a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, not just because there's a demand, but also because that's what I feel like I see a fit for my life right. and for my lifestyle. So I do do events. Yeah. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> uh, that being said, it, it, you know, I don't have the infrastructure to do your 200 right. plus wedding and that kind of stuff. I, right. I want to remain small. I mean, yeah. I want to grow as a business. Obviously, that's the goal. Of course. Yeah. But I don't want it to become uh, huge overhead, huge payroll, huge. Right. And staff has been obviously an issue, as we all right. know, finding Res good, yeah. <laughs> reliable staff. No. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> what, there's no staff out there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, hence the, the idea of moving towards more the, the meals to go and uh, yeah. the response so far has been really good oh that's great yeah do you do um sorry that i haven't seen the menu or or how you do it but do you have like a niche or a sort of an overview like do you have a direction that you go in with those foods um i mean it's a little bit i don't want to say all over the place but mm -hmm. um from my background like i have a lot of influence from all sorts of you know i worked in europe and i worked yeah. in in vancouver as a huge uh, asian influence there yeah so i don't have a niche for say like no vegan or vegetarian or gluten-free like specific mm -hmm. um most of the items are meat-based or fish-based obviously try to source locally right um and yeah the offerings are anywhere between three to five main courses a oh dessert wow. and a starter like usually a soup yeah. and uh, yeah very well designed to make your life at home easier basically skip oh, the dishes fantastic. skip the cooking like i know there are those kits where you get yeah the food and you have to like basically do it from scratch right this is like 
ready to go either in a backpack bag or in a in a container to reheat and so there's no cooking aside from reheating Wow, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm really well, happy with that. Make sure before the episode ends that we get your contact info out there before. For sure. <laughs> so people that are, now that you've tantalized people, right? you can, we can send them How your do way. I get that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little bit Sign about some of up. the some of the items that you're doing. You're talking about soups, yeah. for sure, but what other what other Yeah, obviously a lot of it, you know, like in with uh, uh in line with the season. So, right. butternut squash, parsnip and apple, that kind of stuff at this time, but also some really hearty soup like Italian weddings or more like meal soup, like a nice chowder oh, yeah. or something like that. Uh, those are the soups. Um, as for like main course, we go anywhere from a nice, again, like meal salad. So for example, this Friday, I have like a sushi salad with some salmon and your seasoned rice and avocado, cucumber, nice and healthy. Nice. And then some more um, stews and things that really essentially, as we know, as chef, like will hold well in a bag and are what I want to call sort of fail-proof. So yeah, right. beef bourguignon, coco that kind of stuff. And um, a lot of ethnic food as well. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I have to laugh. I'm going to reveal something here. Um, I have a small business that's a catering business, um, small catering business, and I've started to pick up some of the equipment and such to do in line with what you're talking about. And it's funny because John wrote up a quick menu for me the other day, tabula, Beef bourguignon, coca vin. <laughs> I like that somebody's he's like, try these. Like, he's like, these are the ones that people aren't going to, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to be able to do just so easily at home or reheat easily at home. But There's anyways, no... it, it was just an exploration, but it's so funny that it's right in line with what you're talking about. That's yeah. great. Yeah. There's no mess around with a good old saucy dish, yeah. you know? Yeah. And curries, obviously, oh, yeah. that yeah. always go well with that. Yeah. And I always tried to pair it with... Uh, a starch, you know, curries with a rice, yeah. or I did a um, chicken tagine with couscous, and oh, nice. uh, I make like non bread, yeah. um, all sorts of things. Yeah, and desserts. I mean, I'm a chef. I'm not yeah. a pastry chef. Right. I like to think that I make cooks dessert or chefs dessert. Yeah. yeah. Um, apple turnovers and chocolate mousse. That oh, kind that's of fantastic. Stuff, you know? Yeah. Can, uh, do you mind if we step back a bit? Um, you mentioned that you know you were inspired because you've got all this uh education from europe and and have we i was looking through your resume john showed it to me just before you arrived and the, uh, you've got the quite the pedigree you, yeah you got a lot going on yeah I, I think i said i was doubting my own resume when <laughs> yeah. I <looked> there. <laughs> it, it's not one that i can send anymore it's too long now. it's like I, how do i edit this yeah. you know um uh, yeah so like um, Maybe you can walk us through a bit of your history, like what, what took you from place to place. I want to know what got you into the food industry to begin with. How's that? Yeah, well, cooking school, you know, back in the early 2000, mm -hmm. and uh, that was in Montreal. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I'm from Quebec, if, yeah. you, if you didn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, 2000, in the early 2000, three years of cooking school, um, always really loved cooking. Uh, mm -hmm. Started more, a little bit more baking, you know, grandma, mother, yeah. cookies, and baked goods. Um and then I wanted to polish my English. So off to Vancouver for what I intended to be one year, right. uh, turned into five. Yeah, um, it happens. Worked at West Restaurant in Vancouver back in the days, unfortunately closed now, yeah. uh, with Chef David Hawksworth, with, you know, a celebrity chef in Vancouver. Yeah. Right. Uh, turned into a total mentor for me and uh, really took me, you know, took me with them and I oh ended wow. up staying for five years at West. So that was a really, really good learning curve. 
Wow. Um, and then off to Europe, um, just, you know, obviously the mecca of cooking France yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking yeah. French make it that much easier. Yeah, I could So I could imagine off that. I went, two years in Paris and one year in Nice in the south. Um, which also was amazing, amazing learning curve. Uh, definitely a good um, mentality, like different mentality and definitely strengthened my, you know, I, yeah. I knew by then that I was going to be doing that, that I was capable of it. Yeah. Michelin star restaurant and, you know, oh we, we know the drill, like yeah, yeah. really demanding physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, really good experience. And then uh, back to BC, did some lodges up at the West Coast Fishing Club in the Haida Gwaii. Right. Seasonal work, summer, winter, winter for um, heli ski lodges, which was really fun too. Wow. Kind of the lodge life environment. Yeah. Yes. Really like that. And um, then I was back to Vancouver working with David. A couple of stints in between. I'm not going to really, sure. you know, <laughs> it'll yeah. take the whole episode. <laughs> but yeah, <okay. laughs> um, yeah, back to Vancouver after that with David Hawksworth. And I did uh, the writing of his cookbook. Oh, wow. Uh, that was a really kind of um, life-changing, you know. Yeah. I, it was a challenge that I, I was really proud of. And um, he put me in charge of his partnership with Air Canada. So I was doing menu development for Air Canada for wow. business class. So, yeah, a bit all over the place. <laughs> uh, very... Yeah, very broad yeah. experience. Can we say a well-seasoned chef? Yeah, <laughs> well-seasoned, definitely. Lots of spices, <laughs> for sure. So um, yeah, so back here. What had you land in BC? Like, what, what drew you to BC as being the place? Or is this just a just for now? No, no, no. This is a thing that's been go ongoing for 20 years now. There's yeah. no going back. Um, like I said, I was coming for one year, you know, the good mm. old Quebecois, like, yeah, I'm going to go and spend <laughs> one year and, you know, my English will be great. Right. And one year turned into five and then Europe and then back to B. There was wow. no going back to, I mean, I did go back to Montreal for about six months and I was like, no. Really? BC is oh, my, my province. I mean, it's also the, you know, the outdoors and yeah. what it brings. And I'm not super big on winter. So that was, <laughs> you know, I mean, I like the winters yeah, yeah. here. Don't get <laughs> no, me wrong. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. But yes, if there's any place in Canada to be where you don't like winter, it's BC. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. minus 30, I can live without. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. We hit minus 10 this year, and I was yeah. like, no, Ooh. I'm moving. <laughs> exactly. So how, how do I get to Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, BC, and now more specifically the Comox Valley. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. So what brought you to the island here and to, to the Comox Valley? Yeah, sure? well, I have a few friends that live here, so I would come for a visit every now and oh, then, yeah. and uh, really close friends. And, and during COVID, um, I didn't work for uh, a little time quite some time actually yeah. and so that allowed me to spend like a full-on three months here non-stop like back in 2020 yeah. uh, March and so by then I knew that that was something that I was really you know inclined to uh, make the move right. but that kind of reassured my you know spending three months non-stop here I was like okay that's it now I need to take advantage of this pandemic to start a business right um, that was always on the back of my mind never so much a restaurant I just feel like it's yeah. you know risky and there was a <laughs> lot of challenges coming with a restaurant let me tell you about that but then <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw the little caboose that was sitting on the side of uh, Old Island Highway that was the B Java in Black Creek like it's right. a red caboose oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. sitting there for forever and ever right wasn't even on wheels so um, make her an offer and took the thing and that was a full-on gut 
cutting project. <laughs> oh, wow. Like really, really, yeah. you know, um, but very fun and um, learning curve yeah. again. So took it, uh, changed it all, like, you know, make it all nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, started with the, uh, originally starting only with the food trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I have access to a nice commercial kitchen. Oh, nice. On Fitzgerald. So hence you moved the into uh, a good friend of ours. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I feel really lucky to have found her and I feel really blessed that I yeah. have this kitchen to work out of because now I realize that the food trailer was a great, it still is a great venture, but to do, I mean, right. as you may yeah. know, to do all the prep out of there and oh. the storage and whatnot, <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. A lot. So, wh- yeah, I, I, when you said that you bought the food trailer and gutted it, I remember being in the exact same situation when I was looking for a food trailer, and I kept looking at them, and everybody, you know, they had they were going for quite a pretty penny for something that I was going to ultimately gut. So I made mine. I was like, oh, I'll just do mine from scratch. And oh, God, mm. I wish I, <laughs> I wish I'd gone the other route. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, so what do you sell? Do, if you don't mind me asking, do you sell uh, out of your food trailer? Do you sell the same that you're doing for the at home meals or is it a different menu? Well, you actually kind of nailed it. I don't do that yet, but that's oh, okay. kind of where I'm heading. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this summer I haven't decided quite mm-hmm. yet where I'm going to set up. Yeah. Last summer, I was at 40 Knots Winery. They they really welcomed me like with open arms. They're amazing they have people. Wine Wednesday yeah. every Wednesday, and they needed someone to be there and sell right. the food. They don't have a kitchen right. or a restaurant. So uh, that was great. Um, that being said, I'm still unsure as to what's, again, because you know my business is evolving, and um, right. I want to keep an open mind with what works and what doesn't. Right. Not just for others, but for myself, like I said. Yeah. So I want to stri- stay through to what I want to do and so yeah this summer I'm actually wanting to do to combine you know the meals to go with some fresh offering on the spot that you can come and grab oh yeah Uh, but it's like hey have your lunch and while you're at it have something that you can have for dinner so (laughs) I can kind of see how that would go hand in hand yeah yeah no that's 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 really smart that's a great idea you're like oh this tastes really good wonder what I'm having for dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Another dish. Different. Completely good. different. I, I'd have to say that would be really good for travelers because travelers always sort of, they're out and about and, you know, they hit the town and they're like, I know just because I do for my other business, I do a lot of traveling and maybe it's just because I'm food oriented, but I'll find a great meal for say breakfast or lunch. And then I'm like, Ugh, now I got to think about, I got to start doing the work on where to go for dinner. But like if I had a one stop shop where it's like, oh, I'll just pick up that and I can take that with me and take that. Oh, perfect. I'm I'm set. You know, like to me, that's that's a great, great combo as a traveler. Yeah, so, I yeah. see a fit, too, with like um, the 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 whole outdoorsy aspect of the yeah. valley. You know, I've had people telling me, oh, I was up in the mountain yesterday and there I am having my <laughs> super nice lunch and my buddy has a PB&J and he's yeah. like, where the hell did you get that? You know, yeah, that's so great. it's, uh, you know, it, it really works with, uh, with oh, the valley. Yeah. yeah, Fantastic. Perfect. Well, let's take a quick little break and we'll come right back. Still here talking with Stephanie, Chef Stephanie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you got tongue tied on that one. I know. I was like, I don't know which way I want to go with that. Chefany works. Okay. Been called that forever and ever. So. Okay. 
we were really perfect. Good. I was like, I wonder where she got the name from. Ah, <laughs> maybe something we can talk about. <laughs> Circa to early 2000. Again, like we talked about West, and that was one of the most like uh, beneficial, really good learning experience. Great team back then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one guy, all of a sudden, one day, it just came up, Chef and Ian. <laughs> yeah. And then I earned a title since, and oh, that it's awesome. been like well over yeah twenty years, and so I could not not call the business that right know, that yeah. name. I was like, it makes sense. My friends even call me Chefany. Oh really? Chefany oh, in the house. <laughs> Chefany's are cooking, and it just has become this not running gag, but it's yeah. just you know fun and playful. Well, you yeah you talk about Wes. Uh, what you know? What's it like working under such a high caliber chef? And what's it like? What? How is that different from the other experience? Yeah, I. Um, I mean, you're fresh out of school, so mm -hmm. it's a bit terrifying and scary. Um, he he would always uh, be a very good teacher and mentor, like yeah. I, I said before. Um, definitely something very rewarding to be working for someone like like that under I can imagine. under David Hawksworth, a great reputation. And so we all know that, um, you know, fine dining um, as it is v was very difficult. But again, like really makes you what you think, like forms yeah. you as like forms your mentality and, and yeah. uh, physically make you ready and fit for that, st that world that we know is not the easiest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's the most difficult way of cooking, I think, when you fine dining, when you you've got to be that much more precise and, and and put a little bit more care into it. And right, there's that there's that expectation. The little but little extra expectations. Mm -hmm. yeah. And but it's it's also that avenue to be creative, right? So. And ingredient forward, you know, I I'm yeah. really into I mean, I do a lot of um I actually do mushroom foraging quite a oh bit and I, I do, you know, I love foraging. All the sea sea products, seaweed and working at the West Coast Fishing Club, I mean, access to some of the best if not the best fish in the world so wow. it's like when you have those ingredients it's, it's that much more inspiring to you know to create some dishes absolutely with that. well that's what we're that what what inspires you in the kitchen is it just those fresh ingredients yeah it's everything that surrounds me i mean i think that you go out there and you know i i i have a different outlook of a look at what i can see what i you, i can eat you know it's mm -hmm. like i i every like we said in the beginning we think as chefs and we see everything it's all food 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 you know yeah. so <laughs> i go out in the wood i want to find some mushroom i go yeah. out fishing i want to fish my own i want to put my crab trap out i want right. to take the kayak out and try and find a fish and really ins inspiration comes from you know from from yeah. my daily daily activities really well that's great yeah i find that too just getting out into the woods and, or onto the ocean and stuff like that just gives you those extra ins inspirations when yeah. you see mm. you come back in the kitchen and you're like okay i know what i'm gonna yeah. do or how about we try this yeah Pe people are like oh it looks beautiful out there that that seaweed kelp <laughs> going by and i'm like oh how can, walk I on it. How, can, <laughs> how can i make a chutney out of that yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly turn it into bread butter whatever <laughs> yeah it all so, works so then to that end uh we're maybe not culinarily speaking maybe that's not a great segue but uh where do you see things going in the future what's like the near future maybe not so far future well i mean the uh, comox valley definitely a place where i want to be um, Vancouver before that, but I was just, the pandemic got into it. It's not that I don't like being in Vancouver or, you know, there's the, but the, uh, the going out, eating out, the concerts, the, the sports events oh, that know. all just got 
out the window. And so um, <laughs> I want to go back to, Van- obviously, I'm going to go back to Vancouver, but I want to make it so that that becomes my weekend getaway as opposed to what I did before coming right. to the Valley as my weekend getaway. Um, I'm a lot more of a small town. And so joining this community really has been, it's just been really uh i i feel the love from people i feel like i get the feedback i i just love talking to people you know they come to my house they pick up something like oh my god this is so good and and we come back next week and you get to know people by their name i just i i love that feeling of community and and just being part of it yeah well that's fantastic well i'm glad that i'm glad that you're having a good experience with being part of the valley yeah well that's what i uh that's what i enjoy about this valley is i think uh, people forget what uh how food educated people are here and how much they love their food Mm -hmm. and so it's always yeah it doesn't matter what avenue you come from in this community it seems like everyone knows what good food tastes like and yeah i definitely see the potential and that's where i see fit so yeah that's that's that for now and hopefully for many 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 years to come yeah that's fantastic yeah how does everybody how can everybody get their hands on your food yeah so <laughs> i have a website uh-huh. uh dot okay and people can reach me so on the website you can sign up for a newsletter okay and when you sign up for the newsletter your your email address gets onto our contact list and so it gets added to the weekly feature weekly menu that i send uh, every week and um they people can order via email or they can phone me or they can send an email through yeah through the newsletter and uh, so far it's been a lot of returning customer i'm oh very good. thankful for that thank you returning yeah. customers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for supporting local small business yeah um so yeah i'm just uh, hoping to grow that list of contact really and uh, we i'm also working on an online online form where mm-hmm. people will be able to online directly from the website but order directly from the website yeah that being said it's not set up yet but again work in progress yeah one thing at a time um i've only been in business since may of last year so i feel like it's already you know i'm learning a lot um so yeah that's how Uh, people can reach me Uh, email address on there on the website all the information sure and and pick up place and i'm just actually gonna ask is this your first first business on your own Yes, first oh, venture. Nice. Yeah. First venture. Yeah, yeah. I I've been part of other people's restaurant opening right. first day and the excitement uh, for a restaurant, but yeah, first business venture. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, what's the difference? Do you feel being your being your own boss and being someone else's? Well, uh, you wear all hats, really. <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> before yeah. before it's like you're the chef and you cook, and sure, it comes with other responsibilities, but this time it's like advertising on your own and the contact with the clients and the email and whatnot That's so right. uh but it also comes with a very rewarding side of you know the returning ca- a customer and yep. you know the, everything that comes with and being your own boss making your own schedule deciding oh today it looks great out there <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe i should go up on the mountain i'll push prep back you to know tonight. so that yeah. that's been definitely you know uh life-changing as we know because yeah long hours in the kitchen yeah. long ske- difficult schedule and so uh, all that so it's it's been really good pretty yeah. cool yeah i was gonna ask you have you had any difficulties that you found with setting up the business um well i guess i could go back to that like being sort of like the one woman show and right. having to handle everything and learning a lot of things that i don't have knowledge about 
um such as like you know point of sale system and everything that's more right. like tech related you mm-hmm. know like handling payment and and all that setting up the website i didn't set it up myself i had someone but you have to rely on other people for things that you don't know how to do yourself right mm-hmm. um so these were some of the challenges um and I mean, the pandemic, it's been <laughs> up and down for everybody. There are some advantages to it. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, challenges from, you know, sourcing some ingredients. But those, that's minor details I find, you know, like you just... Because I feel I have so much flexibility to what I want to cook. So it's like, oh, right. I can't get can't get lamb today well i'm just gonna do pork or something yeah. you know it's yeah. like it, you j- i can switch and change right. as i go so yeah. ad- adapt really well that's um, great few challenges but nothing really too chaotic <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so far so far yeah. knock on wood <laughs> yeah oh right. that's wonderful mm-hmm. and so i guess the last thing the food cart where can people find that or will they be able to find that this summer yeah or so again not quite hundred percent sure thinking about the um the food truck congregation at the lewis park or uh, here in court in courtney oh yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah so a nice place um i did look into the marina probably not mm-hmm. a go um so yeah as of now it's in my backyard the backyard <laughs> table <laughs> uh i actually that's funny you should say that because i do do a few small events in the backyard as well in the summer we didn't talk nice. about that but um right when people go out fishing, fishing charter, I cook their catch. So they, they have the possibility to get in touch with me, oh, nice. go fishing, and I go pick up the fish from the dock and come in my in my backyard and enjoy like a you know a three-course meal, bring your oh, own wow. wine type thing. That, that must so have come from working in lodges. Must, must <laughs> have come, you know? So again, I don't want to get carried yeah, away. Yeah. That's just another thing. And the trailer, yeah, I think that I want to... You know, like I said, be part of that community, and I feel like that's a great fit to join yeah. join the others. And there's there's room there, so not hundred percent confirmed, but uh, definitely working towards wow. that. Well, good luck. I Thank mean, you. And I, I, yeah, con- like congratulations on what you've achieved so far. And Thank you. Good luck on uh, everything that's coming up. So. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Well, yeah. I'm I was just excited to finally meet you because I've heard so much about you. <laughs> Because uh, my lovely pastry chef and you are quite good friends, and yes. she's always talking. And I've heard about your whole journey coming up to building it. She's sort of always let on stories. And Been a <laughs> long time <laughs> coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, there and you have it. And I know I know, Chef Renald wanted to tell tell you that he had your, uh, oh, what was it? Craton. Craton. Yes. And he said it was absolutely to die for. So Great. I'm glad. It was very nice. So, so happy. So that is chef approved there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, if Chef Ronald approved, then we're all good. We're good to go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Thank uh, you. Stephanie, and uh, thanks, John. And thanks to the listeners for listening. Uh, this has been episode 202 of the Edible Valley podcast. All right. Thanks for listening. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
and that's essentially that's where we do a commercial break. So, well, yeah. I just follow you. So. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Sounds okay. Great. So we're in episode. This is two hundred two. Didn't you just do two hundred two the other no, day? I did two hundred one. been an Edible Valley production. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, ready again? <laughs>